Yeah, I don't know, man. You ever just feel like life is just catapulting towards like, some greater purpose? The only DJ crazy enough to tattoo Jackie Brown on his ass. <laughs> this is Michael Mann, and I ride with Extended Clip. Welcome to Extended Clip. I'm one of your hosts, Eddie Averill. I'm Malcolm Baum. I'm JT White. And we're here tonight, Thursday, December 1st, 2022, a night that will live in infamy. <laughs> True. People are people are going to be talking about this for years to come. The BFI has released their new list of movies, 100 movies, and they've asked critics all around the world for their input, and these are the results. So... The results, people, you know, what's the big takeaway? I think the big takeaway right away is that we have a new number one. Uh, You know, it's gone back and forth between Citizen Kane and Vertigo. Uh, Vertigo, of course, taking the top spot in 2012. But this time, Jean Dielman, the Chantal Ackerman masterpiece, um, has taken number one. That's, That's a huge deal, right? That's like, you know, you're, you're looking at the headlines, you're looking at the top ten, you're just, you know immediate thoughts it's like oh of course Mulholland Drive everyone knew that was going to jump way up and it did it's in the top 10 now In the Mood for Love another one jumps way up maybe more surprising though number 7 Beau Travai and number 1 Gene Dealman what's your thinking behind this Malcolm with with a list like this right you know I feel like you'd want to at least this is my thoughts on it and maybe that's you know why you get a bunch of varied reactions people might have different goals for what this type of thing should be but you know i feel like it should lean a bit older i mean that's you know that's just my opinion because it's like i feel like this list is like a canon to like you know like something that like a resource almost right that people could look to and you know that that doesn't mean you should exclude newer films but it's just uh to see something like uh uh what do you call i mean in the mood for love at five is is pretty is pretty shocking. That's almost more shocking to me than uh, Jean Delman, you know, becoming number one in in, in a way because it's just, these movies are just so fresh in our minds and there's so much I don't know history involved, you know, with cinema and all the, all these things. And uh, just to pick, you know, kind of like these newer movies is kind of it's an interesting approach, and especially to have you know the ranking of it all too make makes it feel maybe even more definite than it is and i know that's kind of what gives gives this list an attraction it makes it kind of you know discussed more but it, it you know i feel like having like uh it, it does feel silly to have like um in the mood for love or something like that so high and then i don't know some like older movies to kind of fall down the list and it kind of seems like is this is this just what the list is is as newer titles come in that mm-hmm. are more popular do they climb up the list and that's what we base the list on because if, if if that's so then it's like it's not really a useful resource in my yeah opinion. i i guess the, the that's the measuring stick for how timeless the old ones are if mm-hmm. they can withstand the new crop of films you know and this yeah. one does have a lot more not just a lot more newer films uh than previous lists because I, I guess it doesn't really it has four films from the 2010s i think the last one had two or three from the 2000s sure um I, I I don't know the JT. What did you think about the very top of the list? The like the you know the number one, the big top ten placements, etc. Well, I mean, I think like it is like something of a shakeup, but like a relatively conservative one. And like 
all in all, like, I, I mean, I'm not someone, like, there are some list heads out there. <laughs> some list heads that are uh, friends of the show, for sure. Um, but I, I don't know. I wasn't sure, like, because there was a wider pool of critics this time around. I was like... And I'm sure they do that every year, like expanding a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and you you hear a lot of people like wanting to shake up the canon, which I think is like a generally good impulse. Like I think that while I don't think like you want to shake it up in like necessarily adding more new films, I think there could be broader representation of like countries, which I think is certain. Like one thing that like is very conservative about the list, I feel like is very like criterion core which like well that's again you know points to the uh the old dollar signs points to the the poster of greed if you will (laughs) not to invoke any tropes but like uh yeah no it's like the uh, janice films had a celebratory tweet it's like we're so proud to have you know half of the sight and sound list uh being titles we own it's like oh okay well that's kind of weird uh that kind of like illuminates something well that illuminates something obviously about people's view of criterion like you know this this company this this uh boutique home video company criterion and their film distribution uh uh partners janice films um as being the barometer for greatness rather than the barometer for important art house cinema you know like there, it, there's a clear distinction between those two and obviously as criterion um because of uh, capitalism, uh, continues to expand (laughs) away from, uh, you know, essential art house into more and more mainstream releases. Uh, The lines are blurred, but it all comes back to they are seen as this like totem of excellence and canonization when it's like they're they're just a company that releases DVDs. Uh, But, you know, you think about it, they ha- they have the one streaming app where people, you know, they're like, oh, let's let's Criterion Channel and chill, if you will. Uh, <laughs> it, it's kind of like a, a brand establishment of excellence. And I, I, I don't know. It's, um, I guess, illuminating is one way to put it. Definitely going into the list, like, I think the main, like, thought of it is what you were saying. Like, it should be the utility of, like, someone is, like, getting into movies for the first time Mm -hmm. and they're using this and like maybe other like popular like top 100s list to be like okay what are the essential like landmarks of cinema and like in in some sense i i was hoping that like it would like buck the canon like a little bit more not in the way that i feel like some people want to buck the canon where it's just like just a bunch of like bullshit like that's come out like in in more recent years but i I don't know i think again like the fact that it is like a lot of like european art house and like just the most basic like old hollywood picks is like very disappointing like i mean again disappointing but like not unsurprising yeah i mean the basic classic hollywood picks being not surprising at all it really comes down to having what three Billy Wilder films and no Howard Hawks films. And yeah. that, that's, that's to say nothing against sunset Boulevard or against double indemnity or against um, what, what's the other one that he has on there. Some like it hot. Um, you know, these are incredible movies, but to, you know, exclude Howard Hawks, who is, 
him and John Ford are the American directors. And to have one Ford and no Hawks, but three Wilders is a bit basic, or, I would say. Or even, I saw like six, six Hitchcock on there. It's like, I love Hitchcock, but it is like, damn, six is like, that might be a lot. And it, it is, it, it kind of, I think asking these questions, right, it's like, what... What should this? Well, it's, I think yeah. it's only four Hitchcocks. Oh, four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you Correct control it. F, there's some stuff in descriptions where his name. Comes oh up again. shit! Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I definitely did that. I definitely did control F, Hitchcock. It's yeah, it's, six, it's so a that. Vertigo, Psycho, <laughs> Rear Window, and North by Northwest. I mean, that, that's yeah. the thing. Those are all like indispensable movies. Yeah, of course. But it is like, what do we want this list to do? Like, because you know, w- w- like obviously with these shift in picks, there's people kind of like, well, we should disrupt kind of like this mostly white male Hollywood canon. It's like, that's good, but it's not, it doesn't seem to be in a meaningful way where it's like, there's, there's obvious, some, some obvious exclusions, right? You know, like no Latin American directors, only one Indian movie. Yeah. There's no Spanish language at all, even from Spain, you know, not that that would make it any better not to have any actual Latin American stuff, but like no Spanish language cinema, no Boonwell even. So, (laughs) I mean, yeah, no Boonwell, no Boonwell is like insane. That's wild. I'm not even the big Boonwell head, but that's wild. I mean, I mean, there's, there's some directors, you you could just name directors that, um, you know, don't have movies on this list. And, and you're just kind of like, well, that's crazy. You know, if you were to make a, like a list of a hundred movies to represent cinema, it's like, you definitely would have one of those on there. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, when you see a movie, like a very recent movie, like Portrait of a Lady on, I think Portrait of a Lady on Fire is kind of the one people had that kind of <laughs> drove people the most insane, including, I mean, including me. It's it's pretty, it's pretty fucking high. I mean, and yeah. then. That, we'll, <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah. Well, basically the four movies, and we're going to just like dive into the list, but, but the yeah, last thing I want to cover in terms of themes of the list um, the four new movies that came in, uh, and not new movies, the four movies from the 2010s that came in. Moonlight, Get Out, Parasite, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Uh, so th- those are the four movies that represent the 2010s. Not yeah. The Wolf of Wall Street, not, you know, Grand Budapest Hotel, maybe. and Gone Girl I mean, that I, I voted for. You know, <laughs> I wasn't expecting Gone Girl to get on there, but you would think of the 2010s, maybe The Master. Or yeah, or even like uh, you know, some some ones that were on the list last time. You know what I mean? Tree of Life, Tree of Life, or you know, maybe you want to get a little artsy with it. Maybe Horse Money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some of these very and very respected titles. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. I mean, something like Horse Money is like that's I don't know. I I feel like Pedro Costa. That's someone who's primed to make to get a spot on one of these lists. That is like a critics director, and you could say that is a bad thing. I, I think it's a good thing. I think Pedro Costa makes incredible movies, but like he is undoubtedly a critics director. Well, that, you know? I mean, that's that's the thing with these. So it's like, where is horse money on this? That's the thing with these. Is there is there any Psy? Like, no, no Psy Ming Lang. No. Yeah. One, one a pitch pong where Seth is cool. Uh, that's, well, that's ter- not what that's not what he asked. No, I know. <laughs> in terms of the in terms of the Asian slow cinema masters. True. Yes. That that is the one representation. I know, there. I, yeah. I, I, yeah, but with the, the the new movies, right? That's that's what's so transparent about it. You know, it seems like these people. It's like, well, I, my lists have to look, you know, nice and proper, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they're kind of just picking some of the most popular movies to come out. Yeah, <laughs> out of out of like the past five years, it's like, is that like it, that's the thing? It's like with these newer movies that climbed up last time, 
it's you know it's stuff like Mulholland Drive or whatever. Yeah, like everyone knew Mulholland Drive was going to climb. That's you know, yeah, going to keep yeah. climbing every time probably. And like yeah. you know, it's I, you know maybe 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 we'll be wrong here, and time will you know respect these better than we will. But it it, it just seems lazy to have just some of the biggest like pretty much the biggest art house hit from like the past five years up mm-hmm. in there. Like it just it seems there's a bit transparency there. These people aren't doing well, I mean, their homework. They feel like. They feel like nods to like making the list like the, doing more diversity and inclusion, which I think is good in the list. But yeah. like it's like it's like the idea that like people of color and women have only started making films in the exactly. last 20 years. Right. Well, yeah, because you see uh, them bunched up together too. a lot of these picks that are like are it, it really some of these ballots you think like was there a little bit of cynicism, a little bit of like, well, I have to have a blank film on here um, because think, you see yeah. they get similar amounts of votes. They're like bunched up in certain, you know, areas. You know, this is, you know, I, I'll try not to go too long on this too, but like, it's kind of made me think of like what I'd want out of a critic too. Yeah. And if like, if, you know, no, a lot of people got ballots. So no offense if you're listening to this and you got a ballot, but it's like, I, I want like someone who's seen a lot of things. Like yeah. I want, I want someone who's, knows cinema history like very deeply and has like you know maybe i'm asking too much but like to like to in order to vote for this you have to con- have to have heavily considered you know each era of cinema at least to me and 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 that's the thing you know what i mean there's not even these expectations you know these uh cultural or like kind of i don't know not societal or just outside pressure right like there's no pressure to include any latin directors right on here right because there is none and so it's like, it's there is none Latin directors. No, on the on the list. <laughs> no, I know. I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> um, dude, don't get me. I'm going here. You know, you can't. You can't <laughs> me um, I lost my train of thought entirely. No, but it's. Yeah, I'm it's sure. It, <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, no, but yeah, I, I guess it's like if if you're I, just to be short with it. If your ballot's like you know all movies from like 1970s, 80s, and like like five from like the 2000s onwards, I'm going to be a little bit skeptical of that because like, at least to me, that's not why a list like this is important. But I guess I maybe that's one of the bigger questions too. It's like, what yeah. do we want out of this list? Maybe the things I want out of it are just not the thing that the list is anymore. I don't yeah. know. Um, things that fell off, uh, things that were not included that were on the 2012 list. The previous number 31, which is funny because Portrait of a Lady on Fire is 30 this time. <laughs> 31 last time. A little film went by the name of Godfather Part 2. Wow. Um, Raging Bull, Touch of Evil, Wild Strawberries, Pickpocket, Rio Bravo, uh, Leclise. So there were two Antignonis on the list last time. Uh, Leclise was 73. Uh, La Ventura, I think, was floating around the top 20. This time, La Ventura bumped way down, and Leclise is out of there. So you know people really love La Ventura. Um, Chinatown. Hey, I, I, you know what? Some people don't want to put that guy's name on their ballot. See, that's like you know but, what? Fair but, enough. No Polanski. Fair enough. No Polanski. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, intolerance again. If you don't want yeah, to put that guy's well, name on the ballot, fair enough. <laughs> See, that's the thing though. It's like, doesn't isn't intolerance? Shouldn't that be on a list of one hundred? I should. don't know. It should. I don't no, know. intolerance should absolutely be on the list. <laughs> I think if everyone got a list of a hundred, if everyone had a ballot like a hundred films on their ballot. True. Um, we would get a much better selection and intolerance would maybe come back to the top 100. 
Because yeah. then I think if you get a hundred films, people are going to be much more forced to look at every era of cinema. I, I I'd like that. Let's 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 you know give submit the top one hundred. Yeah. But I guess I guess the exclusions and all that stuff. That's what kind of drives it, right? That's what gives it. You know, makes it more interesting for. So I don't know. I don't know. You guys ready to dive into the list? Let's go for it. Smash or pass. All right. So <laughs> tied at ninety five. Let's play a little uh, one of these is not like the other. Tied at 95, we have The General by Buster Keaton, Black Girl by Usman Sembene, Tropical Malady by Pichapongwer Sethical, Once Upon a Time in the West by Sergio Leone, Get Out by Jordan Peele, and A Man Escaped by Robert Bresson. <laughs> That's kind of, that's like, I that's, I don't even know what to think about that stretch. I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> it's uh, really uh, funny that Get Out is among them. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like only only Get Out like really kind of sticks out, you know, because it's just, I don't. Yeah. And Once Upon a Time in the West and A Man Escaped, like both of those just being right in the beginning. It's like that was the foreshadowing for me that this list is going to be bad because those yeah. films should be way higher. I'm, su- you know, I'm kind of random. I'm surprised. I thought Pickpocket was the consensus favorite I, i'm kind of surprised a man escaped yeah kind of, i uh, mean hey i think it's better it. i kind of I think i, I kind of like pickpocket better okay um jt any thoughts on that first burst i mean yeah no it is like with what you're saying it is a bad sign and uh, to go back just to hair to what you're saying i mean obviously no hawks in general yeah is like no baffling. hawks is but the most rio, insane thing ever. rio bravo yeah. i feel like was cemented like in my mind like reputation wise feels like up there in terms of like sturdy like canon classics and that is just like i don't know it's insane but yeah no rio bravo is a movie that i voted for strategically because it was like okay <laughs> it was on the 2012 if we're gonna get a hawks movie on it's gonna be the one that was on the 2012 also it's genuinely one of the 10 best movies I've ever seen. Uh, like, you know, I didn't really vote strategically like that. Rio Bravo just happened to be one that kind of meant something. That one, The Searchers and La Ventura, uh, films that I kind of was rooting for, if you will. Um, but I, 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 I don't know. Uh, it's, yeah. it's not good. It's not, it's not good so far. Yeah. Uh, especially when Rio Bravo does not make the list and no Howard Hawks makes the list because of that tied at 90. Uh, we got some big boys here. We got some Ophels, Madame de, uh, the leopard by Visconti, Ugetsu by Mizoguchi, Yi Yi by Yang and Parasite by Bong Joon-ho. Again, let's play a little, one of these is not like the other. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I haven't seen I haven't seen uh, the Ophis or the Visconti. So I, I haven't seen that Ophels. Yeah, that yeah. um, Ophels like, rules. That's the one like the biggest one I haven't seen from him. Is Yugetsu the only Mizuguchi on here? Oh no, he's got he's also got Sancho the Bailiff. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. yeah. It, it's good to see Mizuguchi hold strong in in the yeah. canon because it is he kind of doesn't feel that uh, discussed, but I feel like he's just as good as everyone's favorites all the ones people like to talk about um yee yee too low that's all i'll say that there. is true yeah uh tied at 88 uh chunking express and the shining then histoire du cinema and piero lofu both tied at 84 uh shout was out histoire du, was histoire du cinema on the 2012 list it was i be, I, I think it was higher actually uh I just okay some research but because i i was surprised that histoire like held on like i yeah, don't know no, histoire I mean, was actually obvious- 48 last time and this time it is 84 it was actually one spot ahead of city lights last time wow 
damn. So people had Histoire fever 10 years, probably I, because the DVD had just become available. I, I kind of respect that. That's kind of not, you know, just looking how the rest of the list has gone, that's kind of not one you'd expect to stay. But Well, there are four Godards, yeah. and that is the that one and Pierre LeFou are tied for the lowest one. Um, but I like that at least one of them is a late period one, not from the 60s. True. You also got um, Spirit of the Beehive. Oh, that is from Spain. I'm, I'm stupid. Uh, oh. But like, we don't have a lot in American film. Yeah, still. yeah. We don't have yeah. a South American film. Uh, Blue Velvet, uh, Celine and Julie go boating. Uh, as we get into the 70s, these ones are tied for 78. A Matter of Life and Death, Modern Times, Brighter Summer Day, Satan Tango, Sunset Boulevard. No complaints. Yeah, those are those are good. I I think yeah. I think for for Wilder Sunset is the one, the one I'm choosing to put put on my my top 100 or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. If I, I I might go double indemnity honestly. But I mean, I'm those, not putting it on my top 10. Like, yeah, like neither of those would make my. But the, like, if I had to, it it would be between those two. Uh, then we get Sancho the Bailiff. Then we get the highest and only Douglas Sirk film, Imitation of Life, which I was kind of shocked that that's the Sirk that people went yeah. with. I, I kind of feel like Written on the Wind is like the big one these days, but I guess it proves me wrong, right? Yeah. No, I. There's a lot of I haven't I haven't seen this Sirk. I've kind of been waiting on this one, but I mean, all that heaven allows is kind of the. I feel like the one that I think of the most that when I too. think of the yeah. most popular Sirk. Um, Cirque, I mean, Cirque's someone who deserves deserves two on this list, I would say, but it's hard. Um, then we get two by Miyazaki in a row, Spirited Away <laughs> and Totoro. You know what? No comment. I'm no. not getting in trouble here. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it is, I was like, uh, you know, I'm not even like, I feel like if, I guess I don't know animation, so I can't really speak to it that well, but it's like, if there's room for that, then there's room for like, Something like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, At Texas least to me. Chainsaw Massacre is my number two snub behind Rio Bravo. Yeah, that is insane. Yeah. But, it, but oh, it's, yeah. it's not one that I expected to make the list. In I the think first at this place. point, though, it, it has the it's, statue. Well, that's the thing. It should. Yeah. It should. And that, and, and you know, maybe this is just hope for the future. Maybe to spin it positive. Maybe it's if we can get animated movies in there, then maybe uh, you know uh, a real deal horror movie could get in the list too. But I don't know. We'll see. All right, we have uh, Journey to Italy, La Ventura, Metropolis, The Gleaners and I, uh, The Red Shoes, La Jete, Andre Rublev. Those are like I would see. say I would say The Gleaners and I is kind of the one of these is not like the that other. That sticks out. I mean, Metropolis, that is so The weird Gleaners for and I, Red Shoes, La Jete, and Andre Rublev are all tied for 67. Yeah, it is a very weird choice for Varda. I mean, again, it's like 2000, so I feel yeah. like there's the whole recency thing there. But I don't even feel like, like I, I don't feel like I, I mean, again, I think obviously like having the idea of like, oh, I don't hear people talking about these movies is like a bad gauge because I think the only movies that I see people talk about like online are like are the big ones from the 2010s that are included there but yeah no it's a surprise for Varda mm-hmm. is a uh, is is uh, Cleo from is that that's yeah, what called Cleo is a lot higher that's yeah like that's that's what I figured 12 I think we'll get to it yeah yeah you want to take over from yeah, Casablanca yeah, let's let's do that also too many ties we need some too tie- many ties let's need, let's get some tiebreakers let's, going well, let's get some tiebreakers because that's I feel like that takes a lot of the fun out of we it we gotta have debates for tiebreakers true yeah 63 what's better third man or Goodfellas 
It's Ooh. Goodfellas. Yeah, you know, I, I, it is. Uh, oh, Casablanca is also tied for yeah, 63. and Tuki Buki's at uh, that's 66. 66. Tuki Buki rules. I'm yeah, glad that's stuck on there. Um, third, you know, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a lame take to be like I don't like that movie, but I don't like the Third Man. I don't I don't know. I, I'm just not a fan of that movie. But uh, interesting. But uh, Goodfellas, that's you know, that's, hey, that's those are be, some Goodfellas. Yeah, right yeah. There. Um, so that, those are all tied for 63. Then we got some tied for 60. Daughters of the Dust, Moonlight, La Dulce Vida. Those are all tied for 60. I mean, um, they're you know, Moonlight, Daughters of the Dust, yeah. new editions, obviously. Um, Moonlight being at 60, it it it's, makes me a little uneasy. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's it I mean, makes me a little. That's, that's the thing. All of these 2010s movies that they added, two are bad and two are good but not one of the best movies ever but yeah. moonlight especially is such a pastiche too like mm-hmm. it ends with the 400 blows shot and it, it it like pays a lot of homage to like his stylistic influences from hu mm-hmm. shen to wong kar wai uh, as well as Truffaut. and I, I it it makes me a little uneasy to put it that high when it's like i i don't know there are some pastiche films on here obviously and uh godard is always gonna but like if you're going pastiche mode, it's like at least just keep Pulp Fiction in the top hundred. <laughs> was Pulp? Yeah, was so no Tarantino in the no, top one hundred. No Tarantino. Is, you know, I I'm, I can't even. I don't. No comment on that. I, you know, and that's not. Don't take that as a positive. Or He's Mister Cinema. But it is. It does seem like <laughs> maybe, maybe we should give him give the old boy a spot. It is it. I although it, but Pulp Fiction like should be on a list. Like it this. is. I feel like critics like definitely are the type to like stick their nose up at Tarantino yeah. and submitting their bio. I don't think there would be a Tarantino movie on mine if I were to submit mine necessarily. Maybe, but like it is, it is kind of, I could, I, I definitely see the critics kind of reviling mm-hmm. at the idea of Tarantino having a spot in the cinematic canon. I think, I think it could Yeah, but make, it's so much better to have Celine Siama do it. Yeah. Instead. Well, you know, uh, 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 the, the petite maman herself. Um, yeah. Uh, then we got 54. Uh, we said Sans Soleil at 59. 54, we have uh, a tie between great comedies, uh, Sherlock Jr. and The Apartment, Battleship Potemkin, Blade Runner, and Les Mapris. Uh Blade Runner, I think too high. I think a lot of people just kind of put that as their kind of post-New Hollywood movie. Like, uh, if they're going to put an American movie after the 70s, like... Or maybe Blade... I guess we'll see when we see the individual ballots. I feel like that is Blade Runner, and also people who p- voted for Blade Runner are the ones who all 10 of their movies are American from the seventies onward. Basically. Yeah. I was going to say, this is Mark Harrison. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is <laughs> right after wizard of Oz the, on his, the basic ballots. That is, that is the thing of like, uh, we got we got to uh, investigate these basic ballots because I'm sure yeah, there's no. some basic ballots out there. The basic, the basic ballots is like, like I understand like why when you're interviewing, or I mean like when you're getting like votes from a lot of people, why like the most popular or well-known picks from like directors are going to rise to the top. But I mean, with a project like this, I feel like, cause it is hard. Like, obviously you're like whatever type of, I mean, some people go into this with their incredibly self-righteous attitude where they think they're like, they have the weight of shaping the cannon on their <laughs> shoulders. When honestly it's a dumb like fucking list that like, I don't know, like, bears some impact to, like, whatever cinephiles, but, like, all in all, like, not that big of a deal. But just, like, at the end of the day, 
I feel like you would want to vote honestly. And like, are my favorites of like my favorite directors necessarily like the biggest and well known? Like sometimes, but I don't know. There should be like I, I don't know. That's a, just another reason why the list is boring. It's just like the biggest movies by these directors that I would like a surprise every now and then. And I mean, I guess something like we had just mentioned like a little bit earlier, the gleaners and I by Varda is a surprise, but again, not one that I particularly care all that much about. (laughs) Malcolm, you want to hit the next bunch of them starting at, uh, I guess 52, 52. So yeah, then we got, we got news from home. We got, Fear Eats the Soul. Oh, so we have the foreign remake of All That Heaven Allows, yeah. but we only have one Douglas Sirk movie. Interesting, interesting way to put it. <laughs> we have... That the, is, I think it's yeah. the only Fassbender, so it's like, what? I was going to say, we'll, we do, we'll we do need a Fassbender. Yeah, and I, I, to be it. honest, I, I kind of like that as like a a canon film, you know what I mean? Yeah, Just no, it's things. it's the best Fassbender I've yeah, seen. Yeah, so, yeah. It is, it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic movie. The Piano, haven't seen it. Uh, <laughs> looks boring. No, I'm sure it's good. 400 blows, too low. Too 50. low. That's got to be uh, one of the all-time films. That's a. Yeah. That's a. If if we are falling for Criterion core, then why isn't that top ten? That, you know, that is the thing. It's like I, I I like the idea of like shaping this list as like kind of trying to have it all, trying to you know consider the unconsidered, but also maybe not. Let's not make it esoteric nonsense. Like like let, let's elevate what's already kind of popular you know yeah. I, that's that's i feel like that would be the most effective way to use this list right because to maybe have the list that should be there is might not be possible if, yeah. if, if that makes any sense so let's just make it like a good and i'm sorry but it's like what follows right after is wanda wanda's a good, wanda i get why you want to canonize wanda yeah that totally is it a better film like one spot ahead, a better film than the 400 blows. The ranking stuff. The ranking stuff it's, hurts. That's where the rankings get to me is when it's like right after what one right after another. It's like, really? You really get to put Wanda just in front of the 400 blows because it's it's that person who's just getting in film. And yeah. I mean, wait, wait, what are they going to see? They're going to look at the film that's ranked higher. They're just going to look at the one that's ranked higher. That's all I'm saying. And Not to like... And I think Wanda is a fantastic thing to see when you're getting into film, too. That's not to disparage Wanda yeah. by Barbara Loden at all. Like, that's like, come on now. Uh, it's a fool's errand to try and call that bad or anything like that, you know. Not to go against, like, the whole concept of it, because obviously there are deep list heads in our fan base. And I love, trust me, I like making a good numbered list as much as the next fellow. But, like, there is something, like, when it is, like... In like when it's on display like this, it does feel so ridiculous about like, like when it's a matter of like your individual personal opinion. But like when you release like a list like this that's supposed to be the canon, like having it ranked just feels so funny because it's just like I don't know, just comparing art on that scale yeah. is. Like, I can do it in my own mind, and I'm sure, like, on the individual level, people, like, everyone does that. But, like, when you really think about it, it's very ridiculous, because it's like, what are the metrics there for being, like, for determining Mm -hmm. that? It causes more problems than it solves, right? Like, But it also asks a lot of funny questions. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I think, you know, the whole thing is kind of a futile exercise ranking this yeah. thing, but it's like also, yeah, for sure. That's, that's why it becomes fun. That's why it's stupid. That's, that's the appeal, right? So yeah. it is like kind of to ma- like make this thing 
how it should be, at least in our eyes, it, it does probably kind of fundamentally change it to the point where it's it's just a whole nother thing. Yeah. So I guess it is what it is. Let's. It's let's, what it is, or, baby. Or debt by uh, Dreyer at tied for forty eight with uh, Wanda. Then we got North by Northwest at forty five, tied with the Battle of Al- Algiers and Barry Lyndon. And then we got Killer of Sheep, forty three, Stalker, forty three. What do we think about that? Those are those are some good movies. That's right? that's a good bunch yeah. right there. Because yeah, now history. we're getting into the point where it's like, I think anything below fifty, it's like things can be ranked too high at this point. You know, yeah. like you're getting into some of the classics that maybe aren't that great being ranked too high. I think this is a good bunch of films. Yeah, Battle of Algiers. Mm-hmm. That's like that's very important too. Like that's, yeah, that that's feels... that's had such a that it's a great film in its own right, but it's also had such a life after its production that it's like perfect for it. Barry Lyndon, fantastic. Yeah. You got you got to have Barry. I wish Eyes Wide Shut was on here instead of the two Kubricks that are on here. Yeah. Um. Or are there th- there are three Kubricks on here? I believe. Well, one of them's ranked pretty high. Um, That's true. Two thousand one. We'll get to it. Um. But Barry Lyndon, masterpiece, obviously. Uh, The Shining. Obviously, what, what can you say? But I just wish Eyes Wide Shut was on here. That's I mean, all. I think I, I, I get. I the thought Shining. that would have become canonized. Yeah, right now. I get. The, I get why the Shining's on there, but it is like I feel like Eyes Wide Shut is more appealing to me at this point. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe I, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're not everything, right? We're uh, not. <laughs> Killer of Sheep jumping up to where it is is fantastic. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Um, then you go. Uh, let's see. Rashomon, Bicycle Thieves. Rear window, some like it hot, breathless. So now we're into the top forty, and we're entering kind of like Mort Rifkin territory. Yeah, uh, and that's okay <laughs> because like that's what these lists are all about. It's all about which individual ones are kind of getting disrupted here, and which ones are falling out of favor. Bicycle Thieves used to be number the number one when they first did the. Yeah, did Bicycle the Thieves has fallen quite a bit since the days where people called it the Bicycle Thief. Uh, <laughs> you read old books or watch old movies, and people are like, "Oh, I saw the Bicycle Thief, and it changed my life." <laughs> I feel like some like it hot is one that's going to continue to drop over time. Too. I can't believe it's still thirty eight. That's yeah. like so it does. High. It does seem pretty. It's high, a great right? movie, but it's like, not that good. But like, it's it's a great movie, and I'm surprised it, it holds that high. Breathless, obviously. Rear window, obviously. City lights. Wish it was higher. I think it deserves and to be. City lights deserves to be number one. Uh, that's why I voted for it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think the way we're thinking, we would have loved a Chaplin top ten, but yeah. that's not it. I mean, M. I love M too. It is, I guess. Is it really the best Fritz Lang movie? No, but it's the consensus one. True. Well, I guess yeah, that's for sure. That's that's also how this list works, right? Like if yeah. you're someone like you know, a lot of people said this in response to the Hawks thing. It's like, well, when you have so many great films and it doesn't seem like there's a consensus, that that kind of hurts you when it's like that should I don't know, that's that's uh that's not a good thing necessarily. Yeah, right. Like oh, oh, sorry. The guy made too many good movies. <laughs> Howard Hawks <says. laughs> too many masterpieces. Oh, sorry. We couldn't fit Rio Bravo. Only Angels Have Wings. His Girl Friday. Man's favorite sport. Bringing up baby, etc. All yeah. onto the list. You know, um, too much excellence from a top three American director of all time who did not make an appearance. Howard Hawks. It's gonna be my big sticking point. 
coming out of this. I, I mean, no Rio I, Bravo, no Howard Hawks. Come on, man. Well, I he, I think that's what's kind of. Cr- I think we thought well, Hawks is safe. Like Hawks, yeah. Hawks will at least have one movie. The on SJWs there. won't take yeah. Howard Hawks from us, <laughs> which is like you think. I don't know. Like uh, Hawks, Hawks is more woke than John Ford, or, or I guess that's up for debate. That's that's <laughs> up for debate. They're both they're both pretty right <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thirty five. Pather Panchali, the only Indian movie. The only Indian <laughs> and movie. Of, of to course, ever it's exist. the yeah, ex- exactly. It's the first one from the well, I mean, tr- yeah. trilogy that Criterion released. So it's like, of course, Again, that's going to be the one. It's like an issue of access too. Yeah, of I, course. I think with like that. I mean, certainly, like I think now, like there are more like way like Indian movies are out there, like. And are significantly more accessible. I feel like yeah, it man. would have been in the past. Om Shanti Om's on Netflix. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, one day I have hope for Raj Kapoor being on this list. Mm-hmm. Like if oh, he gets a little so bit good. more. But yeah, get fucking Mara Nam Joker on this list. That oh, would be oh, that would be God, spectacular. Baby. That would be. I mean, it's where it belongs. But then, then you see City Lights is at thirty and only falling. So it's like, yeah, that's not happening. Um, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we get into a really great run of one of these is not like the other. From 31 to 29, we have Psycho, Mirror, Eight and a Half, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, <laughs> Taxi Driver. And then... That's that's then, right. Thir- 30. Then, well, Portrait then, of a Lady on Fire, 30. And, and 31 then, was Psycho, Mirror, and Eight and a Half. Those, I mean, that's crazy. Like, that's movies- crazy to me. I mean, that's the biggest, like ranking discrepancy thing that you see it it's just when you see it you'll shit breaks you know that's the thing it's like if even if you just take portrait out of the list i'm i'm kind of i'm i'm like way happier than than, than, <laughs> yeah. than anything else being removed. you like could put a movie on there that i'm not even that hot on that's like a classic or whatever like you yeah. could put 12 angry men in there and i'm like you know what yeah fine yeah, it, it, which is like maybe that's not even fair, but like that's it's, that's not very fair to Twelve Angry Men. Yeah, but it, or you know, Celine Sciamma. I, I guess we've we've kind of drawn a line in the sand when it comes to her for some reason. Yeah, look, fuck we Celine had Sciamma. Watch, we had to watch that fucking dog shit movie of hers for Berlin last year. She's made us suffer enough. A, a line in the sand. Everyone was drawing. Everyone was begging us to draw this line in the sand, but. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, it's thirties just too high, and it this thirties just ridiculous. It's yeah, it's ridiculous. It's another R word, and and it oh well, yeah, we don't want to get into R, but uh, uh, <sighs> port, but port. I'll stop at M. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, it's just like it's uh, it's a bit much, and I think it only hurts it right. Like it it only makes people talk about it in a negative way, to where even people who like this movie are being like. Yeah, like it's a good movie, but like I don't know if it should be on the top one hundred. You know, it puts it in an awkward spot now. So I, you know, that's the thing too. People are like, oh, you know, people are gonna look this up from times to come, and I'm sure people did use it, but I, I feel like we're all like budding cinephiles, right? Like in like the early 2010s, I would sure. say. Sure, I used the 2012 list. Yeah, sure. 2012. Uh, I was yeah, gonna yeah. say uh, I didn't quite use it that much. Oh yeah, 2012 <laughs> list was fresh and new, and fucking, I was ready to go on that. Well, shit. see, maybe see, that's. I guess maybe I'm wrong because it's. It, it was never something I, I looked to that much, but I guess people look to it. So, um, rumor dispelled. JT, you want to take us through uh, 28 down a couple? Yeah, you got it. Uh, 28 is Daisies. 27 Showa. Uh, we have some a tie here for twenty five with Night of the Hunter, 
uh, Balthazar do the oh, right yeah, thing. Oh, yeah, of course. Balthazar's the highest ranking Brisson. That's oh, yeah. kind of surprising. Or, no, wait. Do the right thing is not a t- in that tie. It's uh, Do the right thing is 24. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know what? I love That's Brisson. That's a great run. I love Brisson, and I'm I mean, glad he's on for... there. Those are all great movies. Uh, yeah. I, I, I actually haven't seen Daisies. Um, it I haven't wasn't seen even Daisies either. Time. And 28 seems pretty high for not I, on it I've last time. I've seen Daisies. Daisies is high. I don't think I'd put Daisies <laughs> I've seen on a lot list. of anti-Daisies <laughs> takes since this list dropped, and it's like, you know what? Speak your truth if that's if that's what you feel. I mean, but what, I mean, what it, do you what I, do you think the logic for? Who's gonna say it? What do you think is the logic for Daisies jumping up as high as it did? I I mean I don't really know. I mean, I, well, it's it's a it's a movie that's been on Criterion forever. I mean, sure. that's, I think it was on Criterion in 2012 too. Yeah, I mean, but for we don't have a streaming service now. Uh, to learn Hulu the, Criterion, my friend, back then. Well, I mean that, but we've had it for year ten years. I'm just now saying it might be to, some new voters throwing no, it. Oh some, yeah, uh, I, I I get what you. I know what you want me to say. I, mean, <laughs> I, know, I know I know I know I know what you you want to put me in that corner. You want me to paint me out to be this certain type of guy that, frankly, I'm just not. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh all all i gotta say is daisy's feels check check new wave we don't we don't really need any check new wave yeah how about check list. please <laughs> no offense no offense but i i'm good on the check new wave that's, uh, all, that's all i gotta say 23 playtime 21 late spring uh 21 tied passion of joan of arc which we're about to talk about uh 27 samurai what a great run. That's like a classic fucking Criterion core run. But like those are uh, Criterion fucking has held those movies for a reason. Those are like fucking, you know, come on now. Those those are the ones that they they're like, well, we got to get these when we're starting up the brand. Uh, well, first Apocalypse Now, 19, uh, despite Godfather 2 not being on the list. So Strange to me. Was there like a thing where so did a bunch of people just put Godfather and Godfather 2 in the past as two separate votes for movies? Or? So it used to be one thing together, and it would always be top ten. And then they made them split it up last time, uh, and I think both films made the list last time, like, pretty high. Like, um, yeah, it was, like, number seven and number 30 last time. Yeah. Uh, and this time, you know, Godfather's number 12, Godfather 2 did not make it. I think people were like, I can't, I can't. We'll just be- represent Godfather. I, yeah. I would still put Godfather 2, though. I think it's yeah. a much better movie. I would say, yeah, two, two's the one I kind of, I think about. Not to slag the first one, yeah. which is also a fucking masterpiece. That's but the like, thing. The, the second one is so clearly a step forward in filmmaking. Yeah. I mean, I put three on there, too. I like three a lot. Um, Apocalypse Now, Persona, Close Up moved up quite a bit. Meshes of the Afternoon, that's a huge one. That moves up yeah. way high. I guess it was 102 last time, which is yeah, barely outside of it last time. Yeah. Which that, that's even higher than I would have thought. So now I'm gonna put I'm gonna put JT in the same corner. JT, why do you think Maya Darren's Meshes of the Afternoon <laughs> jumped up so high? Well, I mean, is it the 16th best movie of all time? I'm not going to say that. But, I mean, I do think it is pretty great. And I do think that, like, I feel like I know what you want me to say here. Again, <laughs> I'll like fucking Malcolm. say it. People want to vote for female directors as a token thing. Yeah, for sure. And this is, like, Maya Darren is a well-known female director. And I think, like, honestly deserving of, like, being on the list. Like, again, I don't think, like, 16. But I think this is, like, from, again, like, considering the movies, like, outside of just like the the content of the film itself like yeah. thinking from them from a historical perspective like one reason why i'm going to give like 
Daisy's more credit. I, I like haven't seen it, but like then like Portrait of a Lady on Fire is like okay. It represents like a particular time and place in film history. If you were to watch that film, you might find out more like historically. And same thing with like uh, Meshes of the Afternoon and Maya Darren. Like those are important. Like it's important for being like different of that era as well. And I think like deserves like its spot in that sense like yeah and i think like also 80 years from now you can look back at this and it would make sense because like portrait of a lady on fire also captures a certain period of film history uh regarding the boring 2010s art house movies for girls (laughs) good salient point point. (laughs) yeah 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 Uh, um in in the time period like i feel like that's again like why i feel like you should veer more conservative in terms of like having older movies is because I don't know. You're incorporate like you're looking towards like history in the list. Again, I don't want to give like a stupid list, like all that much importance, but you're like trying to create a list of films that is broadly representative of like film history and again, like, I don't think you should be, like, barred from putting, like, contemporary movies on there. But I feel like, like, w- l- like let's fucking see in 10 years. Like, is are any of the, like, 2010s movies that are on now going to be there? Or was it just, like, the, like, a good contemporary movie that, like, checks some sort of box for some people? Mm. I think, like, it will probably slide and then... I mean, but again, like I'm not in the predicting the future business. I don't know um, (laughs) what's what's exactly going to happen. But I feel like more likely than not, like the the is it the chaff will be separated from the wheat. The wheat from the chaff. The wheat from the chaff. Yeah. Oh, give me that wheat. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I think that like the some of the lesser 2010s things will be forgotten and people will not be like trying to make like the oh okay what are the big ones in like 10 years but we'll see um top 15 wait hold on what am i looking at here what am i what am i looking at here <laughs> uh, I, got, I got it right here oh no you, you go for it go for it all right yeah. 15 we've got the searchers which is like that's pretty i i'm you know i'm i'm glad it stayed this high uh, Cleo from five to seven, fourteen. We're moving out of the Thai territory. Thai Thai territory. Here. Yeah, we were out of the Thai territory after ninety-five in a pitch pong where Ethicals one entry. Yeah, well, there's a bit it's of a lot of wordplay for you there. Oh, okay. I'd see. I'm, I'm I'm tasked with reading the list, so that that's all my my brain can handle right now. The the rules of the game. Thirteen. Eddie's least favorite movie. <laughs> Apparently, fucking shout out Renoir. It's the wrong. I'll stand by my point. It's the wrong Renoir to canonize. But shout out Renoir. I'll put I'll put him there. Fuck it. (laughs) Big loss for Eddie that appearing on the list. (laughs) 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 It did go out of the top ten. So I guess yeah. So did the Searchers. Searchers top fifteen, but and was God Godfather? Godfather was was also top ten. Twelve. We got Godfather at twelve. Then we have Sunrise. Another one dropping out of the top ten at. 11 and then should 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 we just talk Wait, on no, that the godfather quick? wasn't top 10 before oh, really? it actually moved up to 12 um and so there's there's something which is i think that's people combining both godfather. the godfather that's glitch be, yeah that's the godfather glitch. something to look into for the next year bfi the yeah. godfather glitch what were you gonna say though 
Well, before we should, do you guys have anything before we get into the top ten? You want? Yeah. Say so on those? up to from fifteen to eleven. I mean, I guess the Godfather is like, you know, sure that makes sense. Rules of the game makes sense. Yeah, it's it's just I wish the Searchers made the top ten. That's all I can say yeah. there. It's it's disappoint. Th- those are my two disappointments for things that are on the list or that the Searchers yeah, and fell I'm out not of the top ten. Like and Antonioni fell out of the top seventy. In 2012, again, like not to ask a question that you I, you probably don't know the answer to off the top of your head, but was there more Ford? Like again, that's a guy who has like a catalog of like so many heaters, and like also just like uh, like I could understand like one per director, but there's so many people here that are like overly represented, mm-hmm. and I'm just surprised that like there there are plenty of like canon Fords that are not even like. Like the problematic elements are at like a minimum there, yeah, where right. I feel like they could, uh, you could throw a like how green was my valley in there, and I would not be surprised. Or like the quiet man has some problematic woman stuff, but I don't know. Those are like big popular canon movies, and I was, I'm surprised that only one Ford. Yeah, no, the Searchers was the only one last time around as well. Wow, I would have thought the quiet. I feel like the quiet man. Used the quiet to man's not that. I feel like the quiet man is more of a internet Ford classic. Really? Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm bullshitting myself here. It's always been a classic, but you know what I mean. All like, classic. Maybe it wasn't. It, like, I feel like in terms of big stature, I would say Stagecoach probably has the second biggest. Oh yeah, that's stature. That's just because yeah, it's such yeah. an essential movie. That that's even the, if it's not one of his five best. You know, this that, this also kind of arises an interesting question. It kind of makes you think about like. What movies are popular? You know what I mean? Yeah, what, right. What classic movies are popular? Yeah, and it's like what 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 is like the assessment in your brain, and then what's the reality? Well, of I mean, it's like you don't know the pool of like people. Like yeah. it's like yeah. we know who we know that like got ballots, but that is not like how many critics were surveyed in this. I don't think like like the insular circles that we're a part of are not broadly representative. Yeah, know? no, totally. Um, top ten. Singing in the Rain, big jump from 20 to 10, fine by me. Love Singing in the Rain. Feels like a top 10 movie, right? Yeah. I mean, that's like always the AFI number one. Oh, yeah. That's That's like the top Hollywood American movie. And it's like, I get it. Totally. Totally. I might might enjoy the AFI list a little bit more, to be honest. Um, Man with the Movie Camera number nine. Frankly, someone had told me they thought uh, there wouldn't be any Russian films in the top 10 because of Ukraine. (laughs) Um, I didn't even consider that. Man with the movie camera stood strong. Yeah, I don't see any Zelensky movies on here. (laughs) 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 Uh, 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 uh. That's a a new extended clip position. Yeah, my top 10, I just went like the way Strobe, his top 10, said all the Fords. Mine was just Zelensky. (laughs) 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 Um, Eight, Mulholland Drive. Seven, Botrevi five in the mood for love i'll skip over six for now those are the three huge into the top 10 contemporary jumps i think all three of those are pretty much masterpieces i think in the mood for love is like too high but look if that's like the one one car why that people want to rally around if that's the one hong kong movie people want to rally around fine because you know what hong kong cinema from 1970 to really the 90s but you know some of the auteurs kept it going like wong uh, it, it's some of the most essential cinema out there. So it's like Absolutely. just th- in the words of a great supervillain from the Austin Powers franchise, throw me a bone. 
That, that's the thing. Like that's with the the ranking stuff. If in the moods at eight, I'm much more happier for some. Five feels high, but it's like at the same time we're hand wringing here. It doesn't. Yeah. That's yeah. that's when it's like, all right, this doesn't matter that far. Yeah. Much. Swap Mulholland Drive and in the mood, and I'm happy <laughs> to be honest. Mulholland Drive, like that's. Yeah. If someone tells me that's the best movie the last fifty years, I'm not saying no. It's not. I'm like, yeah. It's not mine. But like, if someone says that, it's like, yeah, no, totally, I get you. Like, that's that's fine. That's a good uh, Nate. Nate uh, Nate Fisher, he he did this thing. The movie you tell people at parties is your favorite movie, so they they don't think you're that weird. Oh, okay, that's a safe. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, yeah. People yeah, know that one. for sure. Like they'll know you're weird for that one. But, yeah, like, they you, they're not gonna look at you the same way as if you say Wagon Master. Yeah, the uh, yeah, the search. Yeah, John Ford. <laughs> you're like, get out of here, freak. Yeah. Um. Um. But yeah, top four. Oh, well, six, we didn't say. 2001, A Space Odyssey. Uh, who cares? Who no. cares? Honestly, that's so fucking boring. I don't give a shit. Uh, four. Uh, yeah, it's like fucking put eyes wide shut. I'm sorry. Four, Tokyo Story. Hell yeah. We love Fucking Tokyo keep Story. it locked down, Ozu. That's, you know, it's a masterpiece, and Ozu's one of the ten greatest directors ever, probably. Mm-hmm. He deserves it. Three, Citizen Kane by Orson Welles. What what can you say? <laughs> Tip of the cap to no. Orson. Is this this is the only Orson Welles movie on here? I believe yeah. so because Amberson's fell off. He he's someone who deserves two as well. I would say he's yeah, too important. I agree. Uh, yeah, like he's in the third man, so people think. But it's yeah. That's, See, that's hey, that's another one. People just voted for it because Carol reads a girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. See, that's uh, two Vertigo uh, by Alfred Hitchcock. Um, should be number one still. I think. I'm sorry. Uh, one Gene Dealman, one of the best movies ever made. Yeah, I feel like I I, I liked Ver- I liked Vertigo as a number one. Vertigo is the sickest best movie ever ever. Like that is saying being able to say that it's scientifically proven by <laughs> by polling that Vertigo is the best movie ever. By great by British scientists. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It does. It British does. Movie scientists have figured it out, and it's their old lad Hitchcock. It is. You know, it is Gian Delman. It is interesting where it's like, like it being number one. It's like I feel like the news outlets are like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like are not going to report. They're being, you know which is undeserved. You know that's not how it should be. Well, that's the thing. It's yeah. because it didn't. Oh, that's, true. That's like, where I'm. Vertigo and Vertigo and Citizen Kane upended. Well, Lesbian that's, movie that's, wins. That's what I'm getting to as we close out here. I this don't is what think, Fox News would I say. I don't think me. Gene Dealman <laughs> actually won. Oh, what do you mean? I well, a lot of ballots were sent over email. Oh, uh, you know, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of the email ballots were tampered with by certain parties, whereas people who handed their films in, and this is from third-party research, people who handed their ballots into the BFI uh, were more likely to have voted, according to exit polls, uh, for Yeah, you John flew Ford. to England for this. I yes, don't, I don't think everyone did that. It's true. <laughs> I was there on election day. Uh, I, You know, it was like, which party do you vote for? Labor, Tory, all that. It's like, no, no, fuck that. Uh, I'm yeah, and right there's so the many, like, Gene Dealman, like, they were at the polling places, the Gene Dealman fans. I thought yeah. that was a little suspect. Yeah, they were all wearing the hat with the pussy on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing is like according to exit polls, you know, technically, uh, people who voted in person in England uh, skewed more toward uh, John Ford and Howard Hawks and people yeah. who emailed in their ballots uh, skewed more 
uh, Jean Dilmond, according to exit polls, and we know who's really controlling the well, emails, and we know who's really controlling the ballots. I'm not allowed to say it. <laughs> yeah, of course. But a lot, a lot of mail-in ballots and a lot of mail-in critics mailing in, you know, the knowledge that they should know, but they're, they're mailing it in. They don't know. hey So I think I think there there was a mail-in pro, uh, problem. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was a male in problem yeah, because not enough male, male directors were in the list. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> J- J- yeah, JT was Russian. I was going to say, I think too many males voted. Wow. That's, I, was, that's, I mean, that's my thing. I, there's not enough women directors on this list for me. It's kind of it's fucked up that you guys think the opposite. Well, I mean, to talk about the one woman <laughs> director that I did vote for, <laughs> um, it is kind of a, a no Elaine May really after all this uh, all this last ten years of hype. There was there was a lot of May campaign, almost Manzian, Michael Manzian style, yeah, campaigns. Man, also another person not on the Man, list. Man, not on the list. Malik, not on the list. Yeah, you had, you had like a good list of people who are yeah, not on Man, the list. Yeah, Man, Malik, De Palma, Eastwood, Howard Hawks, Vincent Minnelli. I mean, East. I mean, these these guys are essential. All yeah. those guys. Vincent Minnelli. Yeah. Come on. That's. I mean, that's someone. I'm putting him on the like, t- like if if Hawks, Ford, and Hitchcock have like the top tier of classic Hollywood, and Hitchcock's kind of like right below them technically to me. Yeah. I put Hawks and Ford top. That tier below those three, Minnelli is in that tier. And like, he is one of the gods of American cinema. And someone who could benefit, you know, their legacy could benefit from some help from critical stuff like cannons and stuff like this yeah. you know and that's I mean? why season five of extended clip is on the works of vincent minnelli <laughs> <laughs> i thought uh, we we're gonna do our own sight and sound now yeah no. no that both of those would be tedious yeah. uh jt any any final thoughts on this as we wrap up here um yeah i don't know o- overall like i don't know i think we like uh picked our main flaws with this list but at the end of the day like relatively like boring and conservative (laughs) but like is that a bad thing there are a lot of good movies on this list like if some like if some like fucking 13 year old once they've finished like searching most fucked up movies of all time on google they search most classic movies of all time on google and this list shows up (laughs) like they're gonna find like generally good things and like a good uh, jumping off point but again like i do think like it could be I, I don't know just more diverse in terms of like countries that are shown and like there are a lot of important like directors that should be in the canon that are off the list but again it's a hundred movies you can't squeeze them all in it's going to be a problem and i mean i don't know if like like posing a question of like when I do my own like personal like top 100 list, I usually try to limit myself to like one per director. I would not like I don't know it would, that would be difficult in something like this. But again, I feel like would have like me. I feel like still you'd get a relatively like conservative list, but maybe have a little bit more. Maybe we'd see old Howard Hawks on the list. I, th- I don't know. I th- you know that's a, that's a thought I had too, and like it's. You know, like I said, we might just be doing something completely different than whatever this is. But, like, I, I think I would like the results of that more, too, and be more kind of suiting to what I was talking about, of this being, like, a true utility rather than, like, you know, art isn't, you know, fucking sports. You know what I mean? It's not, we, you know, we're not trying to do first, second, third here. So, it, it like, I feel like the, for it just being, like, a good utility to people, to, for 
people to refer to. I, I, I think I would like that better. But then again, I don't know. There's some directors who they they simply have two movies that would fit the uh, mm-hmm. criteria of being top 100 for me. So, you know, I it's a it's it's tough. Uh, it's a it's you know I I, I get I get. Uh, there's a lot of hard work put into this. So you know, thank you BFI. Uh, yeah, I, thank uh, you to the British scientists, <laughs> the British scientists, the <laughs> British Film Institute, and whatnot. Um, and it is you know it, it doesn't you know. Like I said, maybe maybe nitpicking the rankings is is a bit too anal. You know what I mean? It's it's just I, I don't need to be doing something like that. I don't know, Eddie. Eddie, do you have any any final thoughts? Any? Um. Oh, honestly, I want to say uh, the director's poll. Oh, not bad this time around. It's like all right, it's, let's do it's, another hour. Yeah, let's yeah, go. I know. Uh, no, it's pretty similar. <laughs> I just want to say, you know, two thousand one is number one for that one, uh, and Barry Lyndon's number twelve. So it's like. Oh. The director's still really like Mr. Stan the Man. I mean, Stanley, Stanley, Stanley's the man. Stanley's, Stanley's great. Stanley's the man. Two thousand one, obviously a great movie. It is. Yeah, I don't of know. Of course, what there's something you know? a bit uh, five. It's like Doctor Strange Love is also on the director's one. Yeah. Where it's like that one stinks. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. I, now, <laughs> I don't know if it stinks, but it's like, come on, it's like the eighth best Kubrick movie. It, you, know? you know, it was funny. Like people reacting to like, I was like. Like there's certain directors where people are like, there's oh, there's no, uh, dang, see, I can't even pull one. But Hou Shen, Hou Shen, not even that, but like, like I'm thinking even like, dang, no Ridley Scott on this or something. <laughs> well, even though there runner. was, yeah, but yeah. like, I don't like someone like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to mitigate your expectation because it is like there's no so like no Spielberg. That's oh. that's in, no Fableman, no Fable. The Fableman took a hit. The Fableman. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> The Jaws is on the uh, the directors list. They haven't I mean, passed Cellini on the direct. Is Solos on the directors list? Right. Nice. I mean, I, yeah. I I feel like but, yeah. we might be more director brand. We might. We, I I haven't looked at this, the directors list as much. Well, we last time Michael Mann put Beautiful by Inuritu and Avatar. That's where the on fun happens. List, so right? it's like I I wish Avatar got on one of the lists this time. That'd be so <laughs> sick. <laughs> um, I think we're gonna wrap it up now. Uh, that was fun. Good night.